Okay. I just feel so smitten. So smitten to be talking about this topic today. You know, this topic that has been so transformative for me over the years. So much that it has, it has completely transformed how I view the world, basically. Because prior to prioritizing this topic in my life, I led a life that was just very fast. Very fast-paced, very, you know, get things done, schedules, goals, leadership, all of that kind of stuff. In a way that was very public and, and all that kind of stuff. Which, which wasn't a bad life right? It was, it was exciting. It was, it was energizing. It was a lot of those things, right? But along that journey, I had a very sporadic period, right? I didn't really know what, knew what that meant. But looking back, I wasn't as happy as I, and healthy and productive as I possibly could have been, right? I was, I was going against the grain in a lot of ways that I didn't have to, but that was, the only way that I could possibly conceive that I could at the time, right? So here I am going on to my third podcast talking about womanhood, femininity, feminine feminine and masculine energy, and how that has played out in the 14 years that I have been processing and allowing for that energy to have presence in my life to help me and to heal me and, and to help me process through different milestones in my life. So the first podcast talked a little bit about my first birth as like 19, 20 year old. Um, Second podcast kind of talked about the milestone in my feminine journey with my second birth of my child, like after a couple miscarriages as a 23 year old. And then now I'm going to transition to this third birth of a baby as a 24 year old, right? So shortly after having this one baby, it was like, you know, it was like 10 months in and into having this first baby. And, and it was a wild ride. It was quite a wild ride. Yeah. But I was super committed in being this mom of two kids and just totally managed that totally fine. You know, we got this kind of style, right? Especially having had the birth of my second child be so easy peasy. Like, I'm so sorry to anybody out there that has had terrible experiences with birth because this birth was actually just so wonderful, right? It just was. And so it was. And so the healing process was super quick. So yeah, then I had the next 10 months to just enjoy my baby with my other child. And we just went on adventures and and had a great time together, right? Went on lots of walks, enjoyed nature, just all of it. Then 10 months in, get the, get kind of that inkling of like, oh, I think it's time for another baby, right? Like, let's let's start going for this, right? So then by January time of the next year, it's like, oh, yeah, we have conceived, right? Like, this baby's coming. This baby's coming in September, right? And so, you know, along the journey of this, we also get news, oh, we need to move. We not need to not just move homes. We need to move cities, right? We need to drive three hours and move to live in a totally different place. And in a lot of ways, I was trying to be brave about the whole thing. I really was. And at the same time, it was it was a big move for me. Because to me, me moving away from my home that I grew up in was a big milestone of like, oh, I'm progressing in my life, right? And then to have been in a situation where I needed to move back in the same home that I grew up in with my parents there and everything, in some ways it was kind of a hit to my 
you know, my idea of where I wanted to be at that point in my life, right? And, you know, and at that same time, around the weekend that we moved, I took an energy healing kind of course thing because that was super relevant for me. Every time I was pregnant, I just decided I, I wanted to take a course, right? And so that was my my thing that I chose during that time. Then I found a midwife in Calgary to help me. And, you know, it just turned out that there was some tests coming back that said that I had, like, pregnancy diabetes stuff. So I had to check my blood every day and, like, keep track of the food that I was eating, all of this kind of stuff. And actually, thankfully so in that situation because, really, you know, once I had this baby come, eight pounds, right? That's like a two-pound difference from the last birth that I had, which was a six-pounder, versus, like, the eight-pounder that I just pooped a canoe like that is all you can say about those kinds of things right and and I just oh I just feel so grateful that that was done and over with and it literally like floored me right like I had the baby laid in bed and and then people that were helping me the midwives everything they were trying to pass me my baby but I was so tired and exhausted I was like no someone else can hold the baby right and that kind of became the mantra of my the babyhood of this baby with this baby like I was just so tired so often that I would just always want someone else to hold the baby right and and I didn't realize till later on in life how that was probably really hard on both of us you know it was hard for me because I didn't feel this automatic like all-encompassing oh I love this baby kind of feel it was more like oh like this this was this baby was kind of a symbol of like the hardest thing that I've ever done, right? And it kind of almost like this bearer of bad news kind of feel. Anyways, would always pass off the baby. Like in the blink of an eye, I'd be like, oh, you want to hold my baby? Thank you, right? Like because I just, it's really hard for me, right? It's just really hard for me now. And, and so then for the next year, I had a hard time. Oh boy, you know, having this baby in September and then, you know, on top of who knows how much like baby blue kind of stuff I had going on, plus it being winter, plus living in a basement in my parents' house and the, just the culmination of all those things for like the next six months was like the worst time of my life, like lowest of lows I've ever had, you know, ever in my life and it was just really hard. Everything was really hard. I tried to whip myself into shape by doing different push-ups and running up and down the stairs to use up all this negative energy that I was constantly feeling day in and day out, every hour of the day, just constantly in this like red zone. And, and I just felt like none of it. I just couldn't take in any of it. None of it really made a difference. And I would just be crying every hour of the day. And then it wasn't until one of my friends was super perceptive, one of my most powerful feminine energy kind of friends. She's like, hey, come over to my house for three days, right? Like however long you need, but let's just start with three days and just come over to my house, pack up all your dirty laundry, whatever, just come as soon as possible, right? So she takes us in. I drive three hours up to see her, takes us in, and she just lets my kids play with her kids, and she just she just mothers me, right? Like, And, re- and we have these, like, three-hour-long conversations every night, and we talk about all of the stuff of, of our deep yearnings in, in being a woman and motherhood and all of these kinds of things. I just felt like 
that is what I was hungering for and I needed so badly, you know, and and I didn't realize it at the time, but when I moved from the last location where I had established kind of my birthing community kind of stuff, I ripped myself out from that and and put myself in another community that I had not established any really roots yet with of deep connection with many people. And so it's like I didn't get to take the time to really celebrate my birth, you know? I didn't get to really do my blessing way kind of thing that I that I was happy to do with my second baby, right? Like I was like, oh, I'm going to have a baby, so I want to get a priesthood blessing. I want to have people surrounding me, like giving me nice quotes about things and, and helping me give me good energy about that. But I didn't think to take the time for that third baby, right? So then I struggled, and then my friend took care of me for three days, and it literally changed my trajectory, really. Like, she gave me a bunch of different books to look up, and it, it changed me in the aspect that it, it it got me back into the groove of, oh, I know why I was struggling so bad, right? I don't know when was the last time that I picked up a book and actually took the time to allow for my heart and my mind to consider better ways of doing things, right? In a way that was healthy and happy and, and, and nurturing and, and, and meeting me where I'm at, right? Like not just push, 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 but just really, you know, it, it opened up this whole other way of thinking for me of, of embracing, embracing a deep, deep feminine nature of, of heart to heart caring for other people and, and to make sure that that I always remember that because that's what I felt like I was missing for sure. And so since then I've tried to keep that in mind and it's it's paid off big time because it was not only important for that first year of my baby's life, but especially over the years as I've gotten to know this child, you know, he was this he was literally the cutest baby toddler a person could ever have met. He just had the panda cheeks and he had everything about him. Every everything he ever uttered that was gibberish at all. Like it was just the sweetest voice, the sweetest expressions of life, and you just couldn't help but want to eat him up. Oh boy, right? And and then he grows up and becomes this like six-year-old person that has a lot of big emotions, right? So much so that I I felt like like for every hour of the day sometimes he would have this massive meltdown, you know, in that age until he like grew out of it, right? And was able to just like learn a little bit more about how to regulate and, and things like that. And, you know, he's eight now and but it's been so instrumental for me to have taken the deep soak in understanding the feminine energy of softness because that's absolutely everything he needs. He needs so much softness that sometimes I'm at a loss because I still haven't learned certain levels of softness that he craves for, right? That I'm still learning how to be that soft, right? And so that was so important. You know, that was another layer of femininity that I didn't know that I was going to come across and that I was going to need to add into my toolkit, you know, my feminine first aid toolkit for myself kind of thing. And anyone else that also wants to join in this, this process.